This is Brian. This is Curtis. And we're the Game Night Guys. Each week we give new life to some classic games and introduce you to new ones, but you will have to wait your turn. And this week's game is Reminiscing, the game for people over 30. That's you. Well over 30. Because <laughs> <laughs> you had a birthday this week. I did, and we'll talk about that. We will. And we also have a voicemail about your birthday. Yay! So let's listen to that now. Okay. guys how you doing how are my two favorite gamers in the whole entire universe and atmosphere and galaxy hmm asking you how are you and unbelievable it's curtis's birthday today and i'm like kicking myself right now um See, every time I kick myself, I get, like, a couple more Fitbit steps or whatever, and I'm, like, at 18,000, and I am pretty sure I should have had a piece of cake in your honor, but instead, I'm sitting here trying to figure out how to vote for TJ for that mayoral race, and I can't believe my name is on the ticket. Like, hello, what am I going to do? All right. Well, anyway, you guys are my favorite, so take care. See you soon. <sighs> That's Kathy Bacon. That is Kathy Bacon. She never actually ever says that who she is when she calls. She just assumes that we and everybody listening will know. We just know. We know. Hi, Kathy Bacon. Hello, Kathy. Thank you very much for the birthday wishes. I had a great birthday. I'm glad you got some more Fitbit steps from kicking yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Any way you can log those steps, do it. Mm-hmm. Lord knows I've been slacking this last week. It's been nothing but being lazy and getting old. You've had like a four-day birthday weekend. I have. It was, uh, well, it still is since it's technically still the weekend, but it's been a it's been a really good weekend. I do have to make a comment, though, about something. What is that? Well, Big Fatty on his show this week, I don't know, if you're familiar with Big Fatty, he usually gives a shout-out to people whose birthday it is. Mm-hmm. And... I was getting ready and like waiting for it to come. And on Thursday, I listened and he forgot to tell me happy birthday. What? I know, right? I was so sad. But then I listened to the Friday show the next day and he was like, oops, we forgot. Because he was with um, Wes Stone mm-hmm. uh, at the uh, Gay Days. I think they were recording in the hotel. And I'm pretty sure he was drinking while he, he was doing all that. He probably was drinking while yeah. he was doing all that. <laughs> but I have to say, Big Fatty kept mentioning that I didn't sound too excited because he played last year's uh, clip from our show when we were talking about how he wished me a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. In my defense, I have to say that I didn't really know who Big Fatty was then. So when you told me that he had wished me a happy birthday, <laughs> I seemed indifferent because I didn't know who he was at the time. But now you do. But now I do. And I waited a whole year to hear my birthday greeting on my birthday and he forgot. Oh, Big Fatty. But it's okay. You know, he's on vacation. I can't expect him to remember everything. Plus, you know, the liquor like we were talking about. So. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. I forgive him. It's it's sad when people don't wish you a happy birthday on your birthday. Right. 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 Fortunately, other people wished you a happy birthday on your birthday. They did? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? (laughs) Yeah, sure. I don't know what's going on right now. (laughs) We're going to listen to some people wishing you a happy birthday. Oh, yay. (laughs) This is Mike. And this is Mike. And I used to be a game night guy. This week, I'm calling to wish Curtis a happy birthday and hope this year will be a good one. This year, you're turning 40. Ooh, 40. That's a big birthday. But you don't look a day over 25. Uh, Happy birthday, Curtis. Um, I'm glad that we're friends, and I hope you have a great year. Curtis, this is Tom, a.k.a. the Ramble Redhead. Just want to let you know that I wanted to wish you a happy, happy birthday. And I really wish you all the best. You are a wonderful, wonderful person. And I wish you all the best on the big day. And uh, hope it's a happy one. And here is to many, 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 many more. So take care. Bye. RamblerWhitehead.com Happy birthday, Curtis Hill from Christopher in beautiful... Everett, Washington. This means it's that 
one month and two days every year that you get to be older than me. But you know what? Years are kind of an arbitrary concept. You're always older than me. But whatever. We're all just getting really old. Happy birthday! Oh, how much do I love words with friends and all kinds of little word games and uh, what's the phrase? Oh my gosh, I hate that game more than anything in the world. But the only thing I love better than all the games that I play is playing them with Cecil Jean and cake, especially corners. And if it's a birthday cake, it's even better. Happy birthday! Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Curtis. Happy birthday to you. All right, enough, Marilyn Monroe. Happy birthday, Curtis. From Waylon and Bradley. Hi, this is Baron Frosty from the Next Blind Podcast. We wanted oh my to God. call in. Seeing it again. <laughs> we wanted to call in and wish Curtis Hill a very happy 58th birthday. Happy birthday, Curtis! Thank you very much for all the fun and joy you bring to the podcasting community with the Game Night Guys podcast. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! I think Curtis Hill looks like a terrorist. Like Maleficent. <laughs> <laughs> Hey Game Night guys, it's John from Secretly Timid here, and I just wanted to call and wish Curtis a very happy birthday. I heard that it is his uh, 40th birthday, and I bet a lot of people are giving him hell for it, and I'm not going to do that, so I'm just going to say happy birthday. I hope you had a great day, and I can't wait to see you in September. Bye! This is Christina from Greetings from Nowhere, and I am calling to leave a special birthday greeting for my cousin Curtis. Uh, So, Curtis, this is for you. I apologize in advance for my voice. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Curtis. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Curtis. So, guys, you know what today is, right? No, what's today? No, what is today? Uh, Hello, it's the founder's birthday. Oh. Uh. (laughs) Wow, you all could have had a little bit more enthusiasm. That's much better. Yeah. Enthusiasm. Uh, But... It's Curtis, but he's not really enthusiastic. Meh. Meh. Yeah. So. It's, he can join the crotchety 40 club like us. <gasps> Is he going to be 40? Yeah. That's like that's like been dead in 10 gay years. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. He's old. That's gay dead. That's, that's gay dead. That's good dead. Good dead? <laughs> <laughs> Next year, he's going to go to good days because he's good dead. He's good dead. Pretty soon, he's going to be comatose. <laughs> so everyone over, comatose. everyone over here at It's All About Me, uh, Mark... Ed, I thought you were going to say all of our names. I'm not going to say each of your names. Oh, I'll say Mark. No, I knew my name is Mark. Oh, I I'm said Mark already. Ed and Dan. <laughs> We'd like to wish you a very happy birthday, and may all your wishes come true. Happy birthday, Curtis. Happy birthday. When you wish upon a star, then you know that you'll go far. That's really not how the song goes. I don't know how the song goes. I don't even think really. Curtis did knows you the never watch Pinocchio? I'll sing this for Curtis. Curtis. <laughs> At the cottage. (laughs) And Dan is like groaning. (laughs) Melissa Manchester. Don't cry out loud. (laughs) Much better. Just keep it inside. (laughs) And have a great birthday, Curtis. Yes, have a good one. Hello, Curtis. This is the Faye Driver, your partner in crime there, Brian. Asked us all to send in birthday wishes for you. I uh, think maybe Brian isn't aware that the Faye Driver and the Pink Wheel Nuts podcast is uh, opposed to birthdays. We are an anti-birthday podcast, so he's kind of come asking the wrong person. I would like to tell you about my 31st birthday. It was the best birthday party I ever had. My partner at the time uh, went to a lot of effort to build me up, uh, to build a great birthday party for me. 
And ever since then, they've just been downhill from there. So I know you're coming up to your 40th birthday. You're about halfway through your life now, and I hope you can look forward to, like I have, crappy birthdays for the rest of your time on Earth. All right, I am the Faye Driver. Uh, Love the show. Happy birthday. I just want you to know I'm following a hearse right now. (laughs) Keep that in mind when you're celebrating number 40. Hey, Curtis, this is Graham, otherwise known as that guy who listens to your shows. Uh, I'm just calling to wish you a happy 40th birthday. Hope that you have a great year, great day, great life, great everything, and I hope that you keep making great shows. Have a good rest of your birthday, Curtis, and I will talk to you next time. Hello, Game Night guys. This is Greg calling from Inappropriate Conversations. Wanted to wish Curtis a very happy 40th birthday. And to let him know that when you're staring down the business end of age 50, 40 doesn't seem bad at all. I hope you have anywhere near as, if you have anywhere near as much fun in this decade as I did from 40 to 49, then you'll be, you'll be in great shape. We're not going to make it to Vegas this year, but my wife and I have already made some tentative plans for the year after. So hopefully everything goes well. You have a good birthday celebration, a good June, and that September is a good Pride 48 event in Vegas, and maybe we'll see you the year after that. Happy birthday. Hi, game night, guys. This is Amy, Greg, and Lily in New Zealand wishing you, uh, wishing Curtis a happy birthday. The big 4-0. That's me next year. Uh, Greg says it's not that scary, so you'll be fine. But, um, yeah, enjoy it. Have a happy birthday. Bye. This is Big Fatty. And this is Dr. Stone. And together we're the game. <laughs> Big Fatty, you <laughs> fucked it up. And together we're the happy Big birthday, birthday gals. gals. And uh, Big Fatty, what about me and Squeaky Kitty? <laughs> okay, y'all can be the game night. I mean, the birthday night. <laughs> Big Fatty, you're, you're still fucking it up. <laughs> uh, but we wanted to wish uh, Curtis, Curtis uh, a happy celebration of exiting the birth canal. Yes. And, uh, you, you know, he. He's, uh, he's reached the age that Big Fatty says uh, you stop giving a shit about everything. Ooh. You know how well, old that is. Don't don't, don't say know, that. But, but I hope he still cares about it's, the cake. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. oh, I thought you were going to say oh. person, personal uh, hygiene. Oh, okay. But, you know, <laughs> the, oh, the old people, you know, they, they kind of forget wash. about the. Yeah, they don't wash. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, uh, Curtis, uh, have, a, have a great day. Make sure you check your bed for, for leftovers. Get your spankings. Right, oh, no. You know, when you get to be an age uh, that Curtis is, it, Big Fatty just kind of goes, oh, spankings? No, that'll hurt my hand too much. I will. So, anyway. But, uh, Curtis, have a lovely, just a lovely uh, celebration of exiting the birth canal. And uh, Dr. Stone, why don't you blow him a kiss or something? You know, mm. like they did on the dating game. Mm. Oh, you, what do you know about dating? Oh. Big Fatty. How rude. How rude. Hello, Curtis. This is TJ from Nowhere with Mingo in the background, and I just called to wish you a happy birthday, and I hope it's full of fun and friends and games and drinks like like hummingbird drinks or whatever the alternate name was, sweaty hipster or sweaty lumberjack or sweaty monkey balls, whatever that was. Hope it's good and love you guys. Love you most. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, well, love ya. Bye. I heard that it's somebody's birthday named Curtis. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Curtis, 40 years old. too long but um happy birthday i hope you have a great 40th birthday and that um 
All sorts of good things happen, and the best is yet to come, as they say, right? Hey, Curtis, this is your future ex-husband, Taylor, from Pod is My Co-Pilot, and I was just calling to wish you a very happy 40th birthday. Um, 40s are great. I learned that last year. And also, I just wanted to say that of all the things that happened at Pride 48, I am very thankful that you and I have got to be gut, got to be gut, got, oh, whatever, um, got to be such good friends. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in September and Brian and everybody else. And uh, just have a wonderful birthday. And I'll talk to you later. Bye. Hello, Curtis. This is Bob Baloo and um, Taylor's boyfriend. And I wanted to wish you a um, happy birthday. Feliz cumpleaños. Y si toca mi hombre, te voy a dar tres patadas por el culo. A por favor, no me lo coge porque te lo voy a dar. All right, thanks. Bye. Hello, Curtis. This is Taffy Carlisle Huffington from Pod is My Co-Pilot. And while I know that you are trying to steal my tailor from me, that doesn't stop me from wanting to wish you a wonderful and fantastic birthday. And please know that while you're blowing out candles, Taylor will be touching himself. Have a great day. Happy birthday, Curtis. This is Christian from Pleased to Meet You. And I just want to say it's been such a joy getting to know you the past couple of years. It was a blast meeting you in person at Pride 48 last year. And I I have to say this past year, you have actually kind of blossomed with Game Night Guys. I'm hearing a lot more snarkiness and playing around that I, I don't think I heard before. But maybe I'm missing something. Wouldn't be the first time. Anyhow... Happy birthday from me and Farrell. A pleased to meet you. Kisses. Me, 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 me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Curtis. Happy Friends at Galactic Sneeze, the makers of Schmoovie. We hope you have a sweet birthday, Curtis. Hi, Curtis. It's Flip from Flip the Table. Just wanted to wish you a very happy birthday. And I don't want you to worry about getting older because as you get older, especially at the certain year you've reached, you get certain perks which are awesome. Like you get to wear suspenders and a belt at the same time, or like socks with flip flops in public, and nobody's going to ask any questions. Um, you can even wear that acid wash jean jacket that you want, and nobody's going to care. You also get to drive the car that you always wanted in high school. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's really, really cool stuff. Oh, and you can't forget, you also get to tell unbearably long stories about how this grocery store used to be such and such and how things were so much better back when I had an LP in my car as opposed to this newfangled CD player thing. Anyway, have a great birthday. Happy birthday, Curtis. Wow. <laughs> so many greetings. You're sneaky, Brian. I'm a sneaky one. That was, I just, I'm overwhelmed at the number of uh, people that wanted to call and wish me a happy birthday. Why don't we thank them now? Here okay. we go. Oh, my goodness. So that was Mike. Who? Ah, <laughs> that joke gets old. I won't do it anymore. <laughs> Mike from What Some Would Call Lies and Catching Up. Mm-hmm. Tom the Ramble Redhead. Christopher, who was on the Cards Against Humanity episode, expansion yes. mm-hmm. first. The first expansion, yes. yeah. Uh, again, it was Kathy Bacon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Waylon and Bradley, formerly of the Foul Monkeys podcast. Mm-hmm. Baron Frosty and his gang from Next Blime. And you look like a terrorist, apparently. I've been told that before, <laughs> not the first time. <laughs> Happy 58th birthday. Oh, I'll, I'll deal with him later about that. <laughs> John from Secretly Timid. Christina from Greetings from Nowhere, Mark, Ed, and Dan from It's All About Me. So when we went to go have cocktails at Squid Ink last week, mm-hmm. they went to go record that. That's when they did that, <laughs> sneakies. <laughs> uh, then the Faye Driver from Pink Wheel Nuts. I have to say, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't want to play favorites, but I loved his voicemail just because it really went dark really fast. I'm following a hearse. <laughs> Thank you, Faye. That was awesome. 
listener Graham, who loaned us his copy of Gloom last year. Yeah. Greg from Inappropriate Conversations. Our friends Amy Greg and their daughter Lily from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And Amy sent us Carcassonne a long time ago. Oh, I think that was before my time on the show, wasn't it? Oh, yes, is that when Mike was on the show? Yes. Oh, you didn't do it. No, I'm so I happy. said I wasn't going to do it anymore. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and then the one and the only Big Fatty from Big Fatty Online. I'm ac- sorry, Big Fatty. <laughs> you redeemed yourself. I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> Accompanied by Dr. Weststone from the Live It Up podcast. Yes. And then we heard uh, TJ and Mingo. <laughs> when that started, I'm like, did the cat call to wish me happy birthday? <laughs> Mingo did, yes. Yeah. And then uh, A Lovely Serenade by Calvin from Hello Waffles. I loved that. Thank you, Calvin. <laughs> then Taylor the Latte Boy, Babalu, and Taffy Carlisle Huffington from Pod is My Co-Pilot. Mm, yes, thank you, guys. Christian from the Pleased to Meet You podcast. Mm-hmm. Our friends Brian and Sarah from Galactic Sneeze, makers of Schmoovie. That took me a while to figure out who that was. I, there was like a crowd cheering in the background. I couldn't really tell what was going on. <laughs> and then finally, Flip Flory from Flip the Table. Flip. Well, thank you guys. That was very touching and uh, I appreciate it very much. I saw him wipe a tear from his eye. No, I had something <laughs> in my eye. <laughs> well, geez, is anyone still listening? <laughs> That's our show. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> no, let's play a game. Okay. So we're playing this game. And according to the website SeniorStore.com, a website you should become familiar with now that you're 40. I'll bookmark it, yeah. uh, It says, this reminiscing game is a fantastic game for seniors. It challenges their memory of events, fads, music, radio, TV, movies, and clothing, all from the 50s through the 2000s. Once again, a game I've purchased, and it's come back to bite me in the ass. (laughs) (laughs) Now, one thing that was funny was when I um, unpacked it, nobody's played this game. Everything no. was still sealed. Brand new. Mm-hmm. Even though it was purchased from a thrift shop. Yeah. The rules said something funny, though. Under where normally the rules say, you know, contents, mm-hmm. and they list, you know, the pawns and the board and everything, it said, you should have received the following. Uh-oh. I thought that was funny. <laughs> like, hey, it, once it leaves the factory, it's out of our hands if you're not, if you're missing the dice. They're leaving that room for error. <laughs> I think that's very wise. I think that's very wise. Uh, it is a roll and move game, and the board spaces are, uh, there's a decade space. You will be asked a flashback question from a certain decade. There's a reminiscing space, and you pick a subject from the reminiscing booklet, and yeah. the player must tell a story from his personal past that involves the subject. Oh, good. Personal Just like stories. old people do. <laughs> this is one of these weird games that has a booklet in it instead of cards mm-hmm. or something like that. Uh, the all play, that means every player must tell a story on that subject. Player's choice is you pick the decade for, of the flashback question. 50s, please. Uh, <laughs> the double bonus, either you or your opponents pick the decade for which you will receive double the final points. And then roll again, which is self-explanatory. No, I don't think I get that one. Roll you, Okay. You roll again. Oh, Okay. The fill-in-the-blank portion of the flashback question is read first. If the correct answer is not given, then the first clue is read. If needed, this is followed by the next clue and so forth. Personal memory clues are always read as the last remaining clue. However, if the flashback question has been answered earlier, a player may opt to answer the memory clue for an extra bonus point. I have no idea what that means right now. You'll see when you look in the book. We'll get to it. Fill-in-the-blank questions are worth five points. If you need one clue, then it goes down to four. Mm -hmm. If you need two clues, it goes down to three and so on. Each player's token should advance one space on the inner scoring track for each point earned. And the first player to score over 30 points, not just 30, but you have to go over 30, wins. Let's talk about the board for a moment. So there's a big circle. On, it's a square board, but there's a big circle in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And there's two rings to it. The outer ring has all those uh, spaces that we just talked about. Mm-hmm. The inner circle is where the scoring is kept. And I think that that's kind of clever. That is very clever. And so we won't have to keep track on paper or anything. We can just move. So we get we each get two tokens, correct? Right. Okay. Isn't that weird? That I think that's very clever. So are you ready to play this game? I'm ready. For your birthday, would you like to say the thing that you never get to say? What? Really? Sure. Must be a special occasion. Let's kick this pig. I'm assuming you're going to be green. Um, Have you listened to the podcast before? Never. I didn't think so. (laughs) 
and it's your birthday, so why don't you go first? You're just being too nice today. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm kidding. So I'm rolling. Oh, I don't want to do that. Roll both of them at the same time. Ten. You can move either direction. I don't care. Thirty. No, on the outer ring. Oh, okay. <laughs> Reminiscing, you play. All right. So I have a. I have some topics here. I get to pick one. Hmm. Can I just say this little booklet that you're reading from right now? It it looks like a uh, list of services from a funeral home. <laughs> kind of does. There's some roses on the front. <laughs> And it's just reminding the elderly people that are playing it that they're that much closer to them. <laughs> well, like the Faye driver said, it's all downhill from here. God, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> How about you tell me a story about a Christmas tree? A Christmas tree. Do you have any good stories about a Christmas tree? Mm, well, I guess this it's from this last Christmas which was um, the first Christmas that Brad and I got to spend together. Mm -hmm. And he um, had this old aluminum Christmas tree. I don't know if you saw it. I think I did. Well, okay. I don't know if I did. But it basically, it was a green wooden pole with um, with silver aluminum branches mm -hmm. that stuck in the screen pole. And I don't know, that's probably the most, uh, I don't want to say tacky, <laughs> but it was <laughs> it was a retro kind of a kitschy Christmas tree. So... That's kind of the most peculiar Christmas tree that, that I can say I've ever had. Brad Ma likes the uh, retro. He does. He likes the uh, the mid-century modern stuff. And uh, yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a memorable Christmas tree for me. How many points was that worth? None, actually. <laughs> uh, what? So it's just like real life. You listen to someone ramble on about something that means nothing to you and you get nothing from it. Awesome. Best game ever. <laughs> Double bonus, they pick. So you get to pick the category. And if I get it correct, I get double. How about the 70s? Okay. You remember the 70s well when you were in college? <laughs> Shut up, rude. <laughs> Just kidding. This took place the year I was born, 1974. Okay. So back in 1974, one of the hottest fashions was blank. Now, you will get up to four clues to help you answer this question. Bell bottoms. Incorrect. Okay. Uh, would you like the first? I would. Okay. It became fashionable after wounded knee. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Natalie so, Portman. No. God, don't start that. So, for three points, possibly, some of it was quite bulky. Can I hate this question, but I just like the answer. <laughs> so, it became popular after wounded knee. Mm-hmm. And some of it was quite bulky. Yes. I need another help. Okay, for two points, possibly. Most of it was silver. Hoop earrings? No. Do you want the last clue? Sure. Do you have a large collection of something that you can no longer wear? No. <laughs> okay, I don't know. <laughs> I'll give you another clue. You might get it. It's very popular in the Southwest. Turquoise? Yeah. Turquoise Indian jewelry. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. sense now. Do yeah. I get a point? Nope. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> this game's great. If you're keeping score, it's zero to zero. <laughs> this may be in a one-hour episode. <laughs> With all those voicemails, it will be. Yeah. Three. Well, the 60s, because I don't want to lose a turn. Groovy, far out, bell-bottoms, peace, yo. Back in the 60s, school children did pull-ups to get blank. Back in the 60s. These are terrible questions. I'm just going to go on record saying that right now. Uh, the President's Medal of Achievement of Honor. It's not quite correct, but what I'm going to give it to you because it is called? the President's Physical Fitness physical Award. Physical Fitness Award, yeah. We had to do that in grade school. I did not go to grade school in the 60s, but we did that in the 80s when mm -hmm. I was in grade school. <laughs> yeah, that's what you say. So that's worth five points for Woo! you. But you knew where I was going with that, right? I did. Okay. That's why I gave it Thank to you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Happy that. birthday. Uh, only for this week, I guess. <laughs> um, I'm going to try the 60s. So you're going to do the 60s as well. well. Let me look this up. Incense and peppermints. No. I don't even know if that's the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you can guess it before I even ask the question, I'll give you 10 points. How about that? <laughs> For five points. Back in 1968, Larry Love, the singing canary, became famous as... What? And he's not an actual canary. It's a person. This was his stage name. Oh, um... Tiny Tim? That's correct. Yes. <laughs> For the rest of the clues were he took a 90-minute shower every day 
He married Miss Vicky. He played a left-handed ukulele. And who is the worst singer you've ever heard? He was kind of unusual. Yeah, he was. So we're tied for five points right now. We are. It's anyone's game. It's, I know. Like it is every week. It's anyone's game. I have to choose the 90s because I don't want to lose a turn. All right. Party of five. <laughs> <laughs> the most colorful political candidate of 1992 was... Most colorful... Ross Perot? Correct. Yay! <laughs> five points? Yes. Woo! After a rough start, we're doing pretty well for the time being. I'm going with the aughts. The aughts. And that's not a snobby way of saying the arts. The aughts. Aught. <laughs> the aught. Back in 2002, the rage among young women was to get a... I know, that's very open-ended, isn't it? <laughs> that's ridiculous. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> I didn't write the questions. I did choose the questions. 2002 was a long time ago. Hmm. And I don't know that this is completely accurate as far as the timing, but we'll talk about it after you know the answer. Um, A pair of Uggs. God, no. <laughs> that was, I think, 2004, probably. Okay. Do you want the next clue? Sure. It was considered part of the raunch culture. And that's not a fancy way of saying ranch. Raunch, like raunchy. So they got something that was part of the raunch culture. Yeah. It was considered trashy, I guess. Their nose pierced? No. You might get it on this one. Do you want the next clue? Sure. Low-rise jeans showed them off. Their belly button pierced. No. No? No. Oh, tramp stamp. Yes. Tramp stamps. <laughs> All the rage in 2002, apparently, tramp stamps. Woohoo! The other, <laughs> the other clues were this, and this is where you probably would have got it. The tattoos appeared above the tailbone. Okay. And what is the worst thing you ever did to make your parents angry? I don't get these last clues that are in italics. I don't get the first question. Like, it's so vague and open-ended. Like, mm -hmm. not even a category or... Like you're, it's just like needle giant <laughs> world of hay haystacks. Yeah, it's like you probably did this in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I did a lot in the nineties. It would be like if there's a question like, "Once upon a time, you were <laughs> what? What was I? <laughs> Melancholy." Yeah. So you got three points for that one. All right. You got this game right. <laughs> I did. It looked interesting. Um, I didn't really look inside when I purchased it because it wasn't it taped shut. I don't remember. I don't whatever. Mm, I'll do the nineties. Back in nineteen ninety four, over one billion people were watching. A billion people. Over a billion people. I, I need to see the citation on this. Uh, I, I don't know if I believe that. <laughs> I want to say Friends, but I don't think that's right. It's not okay. It was canceled after its first season on NBC. A billion people, and it was canceled after the first season. Yeah, I want to see the citation, too. <laughs> Next clue. It became the bounciest show on television. The bounciest show on television. I don't know. <laughs> You'll know it by this next one. Okay. It could have been called Babes on the Beach. Oh, God. Baywatch. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you got uh, two points. I, I actually would believe that a billion people were watching Baywatch in 1994. I think once it became syndicated and global yeah. and everything, like it, it was canceled off NBC, but then they went into syndication. Yeah. And then the well, whole world got bad taste. I, I, I can't claim to ever have seen an episode of Baywatch. <laughs> I think the only time I watched an episode of Baywatch was when Joey and Chandler were watching Baywatch on Friends. Oh, yeah. That probably led to more viewers, because they were watching it, and everybody had to do what the people on Friends did. I did. The Rachel, you got the Rachel haircut? I did. It was lovely. Oh. I would like an 80s question, please. Okay. Attention, couch potatoes. Back in 1987, Gordon Shumway became better known as... Oh. Why don't I know right. this? That's a familiar name, isn't it? Yeah. Couch potatoes, Gordon Shumway. People I, are screaming it at you right now. Can you hear him? <laughs> Gordon Shamway? Shumway. Shumway. I can't think of his name. Natalie Portman. <laughs> okay. He was 229 years old. Oh, Alf. Yes. <laughs> uh, the other clues were here, kitty, kitty. It meant alien life form. I, and these last clues are ridiculous. Has someone ever just dropped in on you? <laughs> Well, he did kind of just drop out. Uh, well, he did, guy. but that's still kind of a vague clue. 
Did you ever watch ALF? I did. I think I did too. Well, what? I was 13 in 1987. So that was, I was the demographic. I was was 18, whatever. Speaking, (laughs) (laughs) I had just finished college and. (laughs) I was working on my dissertation. Yeah, it was my dissertation. I had suede elbow patches. Um, Speaking of the 80s, uh, something really cool happened to me at work this last week. What happened to you at work this week? Okay, so a few months ago, a coworker was moving and he was telling me about moving and finding old stuff and he knows how much I like Nintendo and video games. So he mm-hmm. said, Oh, you know, I've got an old Game Boy. Um, do you want it? Or and he offered it to me. I and I was thinking, sure, yeah, I'd be an old like a loose Game Boy and a couple of games to go with it. So he forgot about it for a while and so did I. So totally out of the blue last week, I think on Tuesday he brought over this bag and he said it in front of me. And inside was an original Game Boy from like 1989. Mm-hmm. New, like in the box with all the instructions. Yeah. And um, also a Game Boy Color from the early 90s. It looked like new in the box. Mm-hmm. He was like, he kept, you know, very good care of all this stuff. And then seven Game Boy games in the box <laughs> with all the instructions. Wow. Yeah. And all this stuff was like almost 20 years old. Um, and then a, uh, two Game & Watch games. Do you remember the Game & Watch? The little tiny... No. They they were like an alarm clock. They had a clock and like little LCD games with Mario featuring Mario. Mm-mm. Yeah. So um, two of those. And he just like, he's like, well, here's this and here's this. And everything looked brand new. I was just shocked. Wow. That, like people would pay probably hundreds of dollars and he just gave it to me. Are you going to eBay that? Stuff? No, I'm keeping all <laughs> of that stuff. It's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. So I was just like, are you sure you don't want to keep this for yourself? He's like, no, no, it's good. He even put batteries in it for me what a nice friend i know and then the original game boys have this tendency after a long time for part of the screen to go dead like dead columns of pixels right so i looked it up online and i was able to fix that i had to tear the game boy apart which kind of stressed me out a little bit but i had to go find us i had to go uh buy a special it's called a tri-wing screwdriver to get into it pull it apart from the circuit board and then run a soldering gun along the connectors uh, where the electronics connect to the display. Okay. So what that was doing was basically reconnecting the part of the uh, Game Boy that makes the screen, the pixels light up on the screen. So I was able to fix it and restore it, basically. Nice. So yeah, I've got these two old Game Boys and like seven games in their boxes and the Game & Watch. And I was just totally surprised by that. It was it was awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. So thank you. I, I don't know if you're listening, but thank you. <laughs> Let's do a reminiscing you play. So you're going to ask me to tell another story. Tell me a story, Curtis. Let me get in my rocking chair here (laughs) and some sweet tea. Tell me a story about a hangover. Oh, God. Yeah. One comes to mind immediately. (laughs) A few years ago in Seattle, I uh, was helping Brad move to a new apartment. And this was just a few months before I moved back to Arizona. So... I had gone with Brad to a neighbor's house for dinner, and I had drank. I had drank. I, you, I, do you have a hangover now? <laughs> I might. Well, I didn't drink that much last night. I, uh, I uh, had a lot of wine with dinner, and then we went out with uh, some friends. I think Christopher might have been there. Mm-hmm. And we continued to drink. <laughs> and I felt so terrible the next day. And uh, Brad's friend Kendall was there. He lived in Portland, and he was going to drop me off where I lived on the way home. Mm-hmm. And I seriously felt like I should warn him that I might throw up if we go over any bumps. <laughs> and it was one of the worst hangovers I've ever had. And I can't say I've been uh, hungover since. So I kind of learned my lesson on that one. Once you have one of those kind of uh, bad experiences, it sort of, yeah. it sort of I, I can't remember. keeps you from doing that again. I can't remember feeling worse ever. It, I, it was terrible. I, I think one time I got really sick off tequila and I just haven't <laughs> been able to do tequila. I've, I've done that too. And I've, I don't usually do tequila either. So there you go. And no points for telling that story. <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> it's reminiscing. It's an all play. Well, how about I ask you to tell a story this time? Okay. Um, Can we make a house rule that you get 10 points for reminiscing? <laughs> no. It'll be over too soon. Uh, how about a story that has something to do with an instrument? Since I know you've mentioned before on the show, but you are a music major. No, I have a degree in music. That's different. Never. You have a degree in music. <laughs> so any kind of story involving an instrument? Sure. Like one time at band camp, that kind of story? It doesn't have to be 
that kind of a story, but <laughs> if you have a story where an instrument played a major part? Well, let's see. So when I was a junior in college, um, that year for fall band, which is the ba- the marching band that, you know, supports the ba- the um, football, football games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I thought I would want to play the sousaphone that year. Normally, I played the baritone. Those things are huge, aren't they? Not only are they huge, but the ones we had in college were like nickel-plated. Oh and God. so they were like super heavy. <laughs> so I had a car accident my junior year oh. in college. It wasn't like a big deal. I just kind of spun out and... Like I hit a puddle and my car started spinning and I hit into a curb. Luckily, I didn't hurt anyone, mm-hmm. but that hurt my back. And so I couldn't play that anymore that season. So my final season, they thought I would go back to playing the baritone. But the other guy who played the baritone at the time was kind of a jerk and I didn't yeah. want to be around him anymore. So I decided to play the clarinet. <laughs> and that was my favorite season of marching band ever because all the woodwinds sit in the back. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to learn a single note because nobody could hear me playing anyway. Because <laughs> you don't hear the woodwinds ever. I learned the first note and the last note of every song. I played with the <laughs> same reed the entire season. <laughs> By the time it was in the season, it was whittled down to a tiny little stump of a reed because uh, I didn't need to. I didn't. Who cared what I sounded like? I'm on a right. marching field, you know. Wow, that was fun. That, and I got to hang out with people I normally didn't get to hang out with. Yeah. Nice. That's a good story. Okay. (laughs) Tell me your story about an instrument. Uh, Speaking of clarinets, I used to uh, play the clarinet in my grade school band. That is so crazy because you know who else used to play the clarinet? Who? Mike. That means every game night guy has played the clarinet. Well, you heard it here first, everyone. (laughs) Breaking news. (laughs) Uh, So from sixth through eighth grade, I kind of faked my way through the clarinet. I was terrible at at learning music. I couldn't. And I still can't really read music. The clarinet's hard because you have that bridge thing, like yeah. the, the bridge between the notes where yeah. everybody ends up squawking. So I, I did play along with the band. We didn't have like a marching band. This is grade school on the sticks. So we just kind of did concerts every once in a while for our families. But uh, one time we were we learned the song Material Girl by Madonna. Yes. So I remember uh, vividly playing Material Girl by Madonna on the clarinet in seventh grade, I think, <laughs> in front of uh, an audience. And I actually learned the notes just but by listening. I, I, my band mm-hmm. teacher, if uh, he could hear this, is probably very angry with me. But And I thought I could continue to fake my way through band once I got to high school. But no, that no. was no, I, had, I dropped band immediately <laughs> upon entering high school. After like three days, I'm like, I'm screwed. <laughs> I didn't know you were ever in band. This is fascinating. Yeah, man. from uh, I think sixth through eighth grade. I wanted to play the drums. but Everybody wants to play the drums. <laughs> but I was talked out of it, and I'm still kind of mad that I was talked out of it, because mm-hmm. I'd still love to learn to play the drums or the piano. They have, they don't have pianos usually in bands. I know, I, but I'm just saying <laughs> that's an instrument I'd love to learn to play. Oh, well, it's never too late. I know. Don't you have one at home? I've seen one there, right? Yeah, I think actually Brad could teach me to play the piano. That could be a uh, thing that you guys do. Mm -hmm. The 2000s. One of the most surprising hit films of 2002 was blank. (laughs) God. 2002. Where was I? Where was I? Uh, Moulin Rouge. No. (laughs) I don't even know if that's the year that came out. The in-laws brought a bunt cake. In-laws brought a bunt cake. Was it Meet the Parents? No. Okay. People are screaming at you I right know, now. I <laughs> know. I'm... Eh, whatever. Windex could fix anything. Oh, okay. My big fat Greek wedding. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that movie. It ran, like, in the theaters for, like, the entire year. Forever. Like, it just never left the theater. And I think I probably went and saw it two or three times. I saw it once. That was plenty. <laughs> three points for you. Okay. Three points. I'm halfway to 30. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. Let me do the 70s. Back in 1977, a new course for adventure was set on... The Love Boat. That's correct. (gasps) Yes. How did you get that on the first clue? I used to watch that every Saturday, that and Fantasy Island. Was that part of the theme song, A New Course for Adventure? Um, yeah, uh, I can't remember the words. Course for adventure, yeah, well, something, something it promised, new romance. It promised something for everyone. It was exciting and new. And it, love. It floats back to you. Have you ever been seasick? <laughs> Those were the remaining clues. <laughs> so I get one, two, three, four. I'm lucky number 13. Nice. I'm just right behind you. Oh, damn. How about player's choice and I'll choose the 80s? 
Back in 1985, TV's hottest new show was blank. That's vague. That is vague. 1985. The Golden Girls. No. <laughs> you probably will. If you think about it, you'll get this one. Okay. It was inspired by the 1940s film His Girl Friday. 1985. Murphy Brown? No. I don't know. It featured a high fashion model along with a previously unknown actor. So think about the two people. High fashion model and a previously unknown actor? Mm-hmm. I'm feeling really stupid right now. Uh, the main actors often talked to the camera. Okay. I'm drawing a blank today. <laughs> what do we say when we draw a blank? I don't know. What do we say? I'm drawing a blank on what we say when we draw a blank. Natalie <laughs> Portman. I'm not going to say that. I hate that. <laughs> All right. For one point. Yay! <laughs> have you ever met or used a private detective? Oh, Remington Steele? No! It's moonlighting! Oh, moonlighting. <laughs> I don't know. That's the same time period. That's right. She was a model. Mm-hmm. He was Bruce Willis. Yes. Okay. Failure. <laughs> Brain failure. I used to watch moonlighting all the time, so. What was the uh, Agnes... DePesto. Right. The Blue Moon Detective Agency. Mm-hmm. See, I'm remembering everything except the actual <laughs> show's title. 90s, please. The foremost chick flick of 1991 was... Pretty Woman? No. Oh. Uh, they left their cares behind... Thelma and Louise. That is correct. <laughs> How many points? Uh, four points. And Brian zooms ahead of me. Zoom, zoom, like Thelma and Louise uh -huh. shooting off. Oh, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Spoilers, they die at the end. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> or they could have landed the car and driven off. Wasn't that an They original, bounced. Wasn't that an original ending? It showed them <laughs> landing and then driving off. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, and I'm being totally serious, I think. It could have been. It was an original ending. Okay. We're going to do the 80s. Tubular. The hottest new adult beverage of the late 80s was. Zima. No. <laughs> that was mostly gratuitous for Christopher. He loves Zima. <laughs> All right. For four points, James never spoke about his. Oh, uh, Bartles and James, wine coolers. Wine coolers it is. Yeah. So you get eight points. Oh. I'm up to 23, which is the age I turned last year. Oh, if only it were one more. <laughs> No, let's skip that space completely. 90s. Millionaires were featured in the 90s ad for... Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. No. Oh. They were both very polite. What? There were two millionaires, and they were both very polite in this ad. Grey Poupon? That is correct. <laughs> That's so funny. That's why I asked it. <laughs> Last night when we were leaving uh, the restaurant... Uh, we stopped at a, uh, a red light, a red light, mm -hmm. and um, Curtis and Brad were in their car, and I was in my car next to them. And I rolled down my window, and then Curtis rolled down his window, <laughs> and I asked him if he had any gray poupon. Yes, and he basically acted out this commercial. So, <laughs> and I said no, and I rolled up my window. <laughs> so, how many points do I get? Four points. The nineties. One of the most outrageous television shows of the nineties was blank. Really? <laughs> uh, Jerry Springer. Correct. Oh, my God. <laughs> Five points for you. 28. You're so close. I'm almost the winner. <laughs> I'm going to do a double my points. Okay. But you pick. All right. Here comes the 50s. The 80s. Oh, thank you. The top pop single of 1985 was... <sighs> 85? Mm -hmm. Danger Zone? <laughs> Danger Zone. <laughs> no, know. it was not Danger Zone. Okay, what's the next one? I feel so unsure as I take your hand. Oh, I can't. It's not connecting. I feel so unsure as I well, take your hand on a dance floor. Um, you're getting there. People are screaming it at you. Shut up, Moonlighting. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Some walk by night. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, give me the next one. As the music dies, something in your eyes calls to mind a silver screen. I, I'm not thinking of this at all. Is it almost paradise? No. 
I don't know. <laughs> this is this week's Depeche Mode, everyone. <laughs> uh, really? For two points? Yes. Guilty feet have got no rhythm. <laughs> and that careless whisper. Yes. God. I just threw the book on the floor. <laughs> That's four points, though. Because it's double? Because it's double. There was a controversy about Careless Whisper recently. We're not speaking about that. Anymore. I know, and I'm not speaking about it. I just wanted to point it, point it out. Let's do the 70s. Back in 1974, a new life-saving technique became known as blank. The Heimlich Manure. Correct. I win! <laughs> oh, you do? <laughs> I remember when that became a thing. You said 74, right? Mm-hmm. That was the year I was born. Yeah, because they were starting to teach it to everybody. That's how I was born. I was Heimlich right out. <laughs> were you? Yeah. Was... Your, your mom thought that she was choking on a piece of meat, but it turns out, <laughs> there you go. It was Curtis. <laughs> how pleasant. <laughs> There's Curtis. <laughs> God. So, I, I, I kind of, like, I didn't, some of the questions were stupid. Like, just too vague. Yeah. But overall, I mean, I, I see where this game could be fun. While parts of this game were troublesome, I did enjoy it. Um, but I wanted to thank everyone again for taking the time to call in and, and wish me a happy birthday. I've had a really nice birthday this year. So uh, thank you again. Yay. Happy birthday, Curtis. Yay. I'm old. 40. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this episode of Game Night, guys. Visit our website to find your favorite games at GameNightGuys.com. You can email us at hello at gamenightguys.com or leave us a voicemail at 480-648-GAME. That's 480-648-4263. Follow us on Twitter. We're at Game Night Guys. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Cheap Blue Guitar. And I'm at Cecil Jean. Join us on Facebook and tell us about your game nights at facebook.com slash gamenightguys. Be sure to tell your friends about the show. You can subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts, including iTunes and Stitcher Smart Radio. Thanks for listening. As always, you're invited to our next game night. It's your move. Bye. Happy birthday to Curtis. Let me just blow out these candles. Taylor's touching himself. Well, for your birthday, you can keep this piece of shit. No, no, that's not the (laughs) attitude to have. Happy birthday. Thanks, Brian.